Hey, Internet, welcome back to Same Ish Different Day, the podcast where we continue the march into madness. I'm Raza Malik, and I'm joined with my Amazeballs co host, Bailey Nargang, also featuring the lovely Wine Mom, the arbiter of everything TikTok and YouTube. Hey, it's Wine Mom. Bailey here. Gotta drop that reminder that you can find this show on any streaming service you use. Remember to leave a sassy review, and you wanna bash us or our opinions generally? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and maybe some other places in the future. I join these guys weekly to keep their egos in check as we break down complex social issues and talk about why your kids shouldn't be watching family vloggers. We talk about real-ish on a real level. Ain't got time for the Twitters? Don't worry, we have collectively wasted our existence combing the internet for you. Also, before these two get carried away, don't be shy. Join our Discord for the inside scoop. You can also support us on Patreon, where you can work your way up your our very own class system. And don't worry, it's pay to win. So welcome back to another episode of Same Shit, Different Day, where we try not to rip each other's heads off. Let's get it. What's up, internets? Welcome to Same-ish, Different Day, the podcast with a name that we can't say anymore. This week, we're going to talk about the birds and the business. <laughs> or, um, in other words, like relationship advice talk and how to talk about the, the getting down and the getting dirty. So when doing the deed or even building up to it, how do you set the boundaries of what to do? And how do you make the other person feel comfortable with doing so? What are some things that both parties do to make their voice heard so it doesn't make things awkward? If both parties are, if both parties involved have two different mindsets, like what they're into, how do they talk, about compromise so neither of them feel neglected? Like how do you find that middle ground? And for people in open relationships, how does one have that talk with someone outside of their relationship. So I think whether you're polyamorous or whether you're monogamous, it's like after you set your boundaries, how do you communicate that not just between you two, but to like all the other people in your outside life? Mm. Mm. Raza, since you picked such an intimate, deep talk, you have to spill the salt, the tea first, because you know we're going to get right into it. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like that was a call out to me. Um, how I do it is, I, I was just thinking about this. I I do it like, okay, how can I explain this? Um, I look at that, like, I set the boundaries up by, like, uh, by discussing, like, like, after we've established what we are, what we are at, like as as individuals, if we're dating or not dating, I do that after the fact, and I I and then I and then I just try to figure out what they want because I am not like I do have sort of like limits, but I'm gonna out myself here. Like I'm pretty much okay with eighty percent of what girls do to me, but um. <laughs> but um i i like i do kind of have this uh discussion beforehand about like what what do we expect from this like what do we want out of it um and like uh 
and like how I can make the other person feel like what can I do as an individual to make the other person comfortable you know what I mean like how to make how to make them because like this act is about two people so you have to in order to for them to feel comfortable you have to like talk to them and if they feel comfortable it becomes more enjoyable for you so I look at it, at it that way because if they're into it then I'm into it I sort of like feed off of their energy yeah and butt stuff okay <laughs> you did it you did it you did it um <laughs> i see that's how do you then if you feed off their energy sir I'm sweating profusely right now no that was good i felt let's let's be woke and say thank you for opening up raza and, and then but so if you let them take the reins and feed off their energy how do you make sure that you're like, yo, this is the line? What's how? What is Raza's? Oh, I assert down? myself. I assert myself. But okay, so I hear you, I see you, and I understand what you're, what you're doing, and and what you want. But now, I would like to compromise. I'd like to meet you halfway, and to say this is what I like. If you, cool. Can we negotiate around what we like in order to make something beautiful? Mm -hmm. that sounded okay. way more badass in my head but <laughs> no, I no i think you're, you're i think you're right though i think you're right oh my gosh <laughs> the drama well you see what i like to do when i enter a new relationship i like to hold a focus group so I I get oh, five whiteboards and I get gosh. a panel of ten people. <laughs> it's actually true. Billy does that. He isn't kidding. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I mean, realistically, for me, I have to be honest too, since it's the honesty podcast. Like I just learned a lot of this shit, so I'm not even like excellent at it myself i was always good about talking about what i wanted over the years and finding boundaries but <clears throat> i there's definitely a whole lot more nuances that could be had discussion wise between you and your partner as you're like figuring out what you want right like not just going into like what type of wild stuff do you want to do in the bedroom it's like how, how much cuddling do you like how much fuck how handsy do you like just like to be right like those little details were like definitely something that i totally neglected checking in on originally mm. in my intimacy journey in relationships which i have now found to be like a very critical thing because that helps you find that compromise and you don't have any of that teenager shit where it's like Oh, well, you weren't giving me enough attention or uh, this because uh, it's on the table. It's like, no, OK, now you can like ask for this or I'm aware yeah. that this didn't happen. So now <clears throat> I can like consider that, you know what I mean? So like uh, for me, that journey of having this conversation was a tricky one and I'm still definitely going down it. So I find it hard to give like a definitive like, here's my fucking answer. Mm. Oh, I could have done that. Okay, cool. Thanks. Tell me, I have oh, the back. <laughs> but so the question that you're asking, just because I I feel like I got lost in the answers. The question that you're asking is, how do you navigate sexual experiences with a new partner? Is that what you're asking like, how do you make sure everybody's getting both needs met, kind of deal? 
Yeah, and considering the fact <clears throat> that the general people listening would feel incredibly fucking awkward asking that question is the only answer. Right. Well, first of all, that's the biggest problem. You shouldn't feel awkward. I have very strong opinions about that. If you can't have a healthy conversation around sex, then you shouldn't be having sex with that person. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but well, again, I, I feel like so. I'll give the I'll give a very woman centered opinion because don't care. Next one. Oh my god! So what I'll say. Listen, we know Roz is joking. He loves all of my opinions. No, but so... I have to, yeah. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> no, but so as a woman, right, most of the time, it sounds so dark to say, but men see women as a tool for their own pleasure most of the mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. So when you and when I as a woman engage in a sexual experience with a man, I already know what he wants because he's already told me very explicitly... <laughs> multiple times and probably will tell me multiple times during this sexual experience exactly what they want so for me when i'm trying to make sure because more so my problem is my needs are being met and honestly i just i'm just straight up about it i just i just say this works for me this doesn't work for me and i encourage people like before you actually sleep with someone even if it's a hookup Y'all should really talk about your hard nose before you engage in anything. Because yes, I feel yes. like there's a lot of times people get into sexual experiences and they've neglected to outline their hard nose. And that creates like a very scary situation, which if you outline those ahead of times, you're going to eliminate a lot of that like fear part of intimacy with somebody, especially a new partner. But again, my main thing is like, if you don't feel comfortable discussing your sexual preferences with the person you're about to engage in sex with, then you shouldn't have sex with them. That's yeah. so I, that's basically at the core of it. I have a yes, hard Bailey. question. A hard mm-hmm. question that's an important one for people to answer. Yeah. I don't have it. So, okay. like, you need to be able to have those discussions. And, like, mm-hmm. to counter the bad people on the internet, it's like, how do you... How do you start? How do you, how do you, if I feel uncomfortable talking about that and I want to change that, where do you start? Like, I wouldn't know how to give someone advice for that, you know? Like, if somebody is too nervous to talk about their sexual practices, how do I encourage to do that? Yeah. Um, Just think about the fact that the person you're about to engage in a sexual experience with has made their wants important. So like yours are equally as important. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. should just, you should honestly, you should go if they're comfortable expressing what they want, then they should also be comfortable hearing what I want. And I get mm-hmm. it. Like it's very nerve wracking to be like, okay, I like this when I'm having sex and that person may not be receptive to that. Or maybe you're afraid they won't be receptive to that. But it's like, wouldn't you rather have that discussion and then be like, yeah, no, so we're not going to we're not going to engage in this experience because you don't want the same things as I do or the experiences isn't, isn't going to work for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like save yourself the trouble. And like I get it, you know, sometimes you want to have spontaneity and you want to just do something and not have to worry about the parameters of what one person wants and another person doesn't. Right. I yeah. get that. But then you also have to realize you you when you're going into that experience, 
then the sexual expectation is just the spontaneity of the sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And and also like because like what you what you said, people are shy. Like how do you like if 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 it's a new person, you you both are meeting each other on a blank slate. So like yeah. you can both like be like. Like if you also understand the other person is is nervous, it just becomes I in my mind it becomes easier for for you because you're both like, well, with the same sort of mindset you're going yeah. in, into this, and then talking, talking will be hard, but then I think talking is great because you can mm -hmm. just uh like like peel back the layers of of that nervousness and like start to be like okay, so this is what they want. I'm comfortable with this. Exactly. Well, I also mm -hmm. find that so like when it's a new experience, right? And you're like, how do I tell this person what I like? The f best way to initiate that conversation is to ask them what they like. Yes. Because people are more inclined to answer an awkward question than ask an awkward question. You yeah. know what I mean? Or give an awkward piece of information about themselves. Mm -hmm. so it's easier for you to be like to your partner okay how do you enjoy this aspect of sex or like do you like this doing this when you have sex like asking them if they're into that stuff if it's even if it's something you can you can take something that you're into and be like hey do you like doing this thing so then you know okay i'm greenlit to do this thing that i also like so mm -hmm. if you're that concerned about not wanting to like be awkward or say something that you don't feel comfortable expressing in that moment you can ask questions and sort of create the the space for that conversation to happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But again, yeah, my, I'm going to keep circling back to the point where it's like, if you're not mature enough to have these conversations around the sex that you're going to have, maybe don't have mm -hmm. sex with that person or anybody until you can have those conversations. Yes. You know? I agree. I, yeah, I, I agree. agree. You're not I, mature I at that level. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I just I asked that question because I feel bad for exceptionally introverted people in the situation. I am like, one of those people. Yeah. So like I feel bad for someone who's like very shy to talk about their personal details in the first place. So it's just like situationally and socially <clears throat> like if I'm already struggling to develop relationships with people. I'm I'm likely struggling to develop intimate relationships with people. So it would also become like super difficult, say if I'm a Zoomer who watches Twitch all day, if I haven't hung out with someone in a fucking year, let a fucking talk about sex. I don't know how to talk about existing appropriately because all I do is consume TikTok, you know? So mm. like, yeah, I have a lot of empathy for that perspective because that takes like a certain level of like social experience and confidence that you have to have to be able to at least confidently say i feel this way or what do mm -hmm. you feel about this because even when you're self-conscious about your own opinion sometimes you're like scared to ask others theirs too right you know it's funny you say you say that right because i guess if you know me well enough and i, f I feel like you guys know me well enough when it comes to the topic of sex, I'm not really that shy and I'm pretty comfortable. No. Shut up. Okay. I'm pretty comfortable <laughs> to like tell somebody what I want. No. Okay, come back, come back, keep going. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I was gonna say, I think for me, 
like the first time that we'll just get into the nitty of it because I'm just whatever. The first time that I had sex with somebody, it wasn't meeting my expectations at all. Of course, because it's your first time having sex. I think a lot of people experience that, right? Mm -hmm. And then it reoccurred, you know, like sometimes it was what I want. Sometimes it wasn't. And I, I got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm doing this thing that's supposed to be for both of us, but it's only for one person in the grand scheme of it, right? Once you Mm -hmm. have the reality to be like, okay, this, I'm not enjoying this as much as the other person. No offense if anybody who I've slept with is hearing this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's like <laughs> if they, they weren't meeting the experience, the, the ex- expectation of the experience, right? And then, of yeah. course, as I got older, I was like, hey, I'm not going to do this with people if it's not going to be 50-50. Uh-huh. Because if somebody's coming and having sex with me and I'm doing my best to meet their expectations, then at the very least, they could do the same for me. And so I just got to the point where I was like, I really don't care if it hurts your feelings. Like this is part of like being an adult and engaging in sexual experiences with people that at some point you have to be able to be a little self-critical and realize that like maybe you aren't hitting the mark. Yeah, yeah, no, I because uh, (laughs) yeah, what the um, I agree. Like because women sort of make or break it because they're the ones who are like who can dictate the entire situation yeah. at least in my experience i don't know about you bailey but in my experience i feel like yeah. this is more about my performance not about you this is more about what like which i think I we like should you. i low-key think we should break that stigma though too because sometimes women suck at suck at sex too though you know what i mean like sometimes yes. they are yeah. a little selfish you're allowed I'm to be a little proud that. of myself here and be like uh, no, I'm not. I'm actually very disgusting. No, I'm kidding. That's the weird truth, though. That that's the weird back and forth that I am learning because, mm-hmm. in that way, I used to carry the toxic burden of I need to be the one who is the protector in this situation. Like I mm-hmm. need to be the one to keep this shit under control, and it's all on me. And then now being a more educated, older human, it's like, no, this is like 50-50. This is something you talk about. Mm-hmm. You don't need to carry this burden. So it's like th- those those toxic tendencies are another burden in a, in a weird way of society saying also like you need to carry all that weight when it's, it's mm-hmm. about having a conversation more so than you're toxic. Like, I got to fucking hold all the doors. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean – that's one th- way to think about it. But I think the reality is that there is this stigma. This is not the conversation I thought we were going to have, but well, there we are. <laughs> there is this, madness. Yeah. There yeah. is this stigma around sex just in general. There is um, mm-hmm. where it's like the woman doesn't do anything wrong because the reality is is 90% of the time the person who we know is going to finish in this process is the man right so that's created this negative idea that like women are just better at sex than men which is not always the case like I think that there's a lot more that goes into that and like it could be so much better if you just break the barrier of conversation because it's like how are you comfortable enough to allow someone inside your body but you're not comfortable enough 
to have that discussion. Yeah, like, look, before like this, the entrance. This thing is a <clears throat> wow. Ah! I'm trying not to be immature I'm myself. I'm saying it as PG as I can. <laughs> um, I'm saying it as PG as I can. No, no. I I'm on board with you. Like you're yeah. you're literally doing a better job than if Razad wasn't PG. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, like yeah, like this act is for two people, right? Mm-hmm. If if you're if you're gonna be like that, then just go home and you know just do that. Do but uh, yeah, so so like if if you're not able to have that discussion, what my mom what 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 wide mom said is to yeah. is to um just you're not ready for for it. So like it's not like uh like like yeah, and what Bailey was saying, we have like. It's just this burden on us and mm-hmm. this stigma about how men, it's all on men and this other stigma that w- w- women uh, are just selfish, which is, I disagree with both of the yeah. other things, should be removed. And like when we talk about these things before doing such thing, mm-hmm. I think it, it's an easier time for both parties to figure out how and what they yeah. want out of out of it exactly right? I, yeah, exactly i i think so because then to add the inclusive coin which you hit there is also that's that's how you apply to the other humans and the transhumans and everything as well right because yeah. that's to yeah. counteract all of those horrible things you've been taught you need to have those discussions so you can navigate how you and your partner get down not yeah. not 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 mm-hmm. even about just sex itself. I need to enunciate that word because I'm gonna have a slip up. Um, <laughs> but uh, not just about sex itself, but in general with your relationship and what Billy brings up. Yes. If you're talking with somebody like who isn't binary, who's outside of that social of of that square mm-hmm. itself, uh, it you have to have a discussion because now because there's even more. Oh, it gets more complicated now. Yeah. So, if if you make an effort to to talk about these things, with regardless of of, of like who how the other human is, you are bound to have a better better. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, it, like personally too, man. For anyone listening who may have feels, you know what I mean. Like you gotta. There's a there's a difficult path to figure out. Right. Once you make a decision you know, to be someone else, you got to figure out how you want to get down with the other humans too. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the very real big thing in this is like there's a lot of uncomfortable situations, a lot of arguments and fights and misunderstandings that could be completely avoided mm-hmm. if you literally took the two minutes to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly. Like yeah. just literally just say this is my boundary or something that's to me yeah it's yeah. just as simple as saying that like this is what i like this is what i don't like if, if you can respect it that's sick if you can't then say la vie i'm saving my honor for somebody else i guess i don't know but... <laughs> yeah i'm saving my chastity <laughs> i will continue to wear this belt um well i think but i i just want to say like i i don't want anyone to feel shame if they are engaging in sex and they're uncomfortable to have these conversations because that's not the point here either. Like, I don't want to make anyone feel embarrassed or uncomfortable for their Mm. lack of experience or whatever they're going through. Mm. Mostly I just encourage you to like have this epiphany before I had the epiphany where if you just have a conversation, 
it's going to be much better for everyone in the room. And plus, when you have that, that conversation, a whole bunch of weight gets lifted off of you. Not And it's so much more fun, though. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's going to heighten your experience. Like, I'm just going to tell you, the second I was like, this is what I want, and it was, I got it, I was like, I, I'm in. This is so much better. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like, so much better. One of the one of the girls I, I was seeing like a year or two ago, we had a conversation about the stuff that she likes, and I was just like, "All right, cool, I can work with this, mm-hmm. great." And then now I'm single. No, I'm kidding. But um, it's uh, <laughs> it's 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 great when you can talk to people about this because again, what my mom said is it becomes much more enjoyable. It becomes like just another activity. Now another person mm-hmm. with it, right? Um, yeah. So, anyways, that's my two piece. Just so this it's just gonna make everything better. Yeah. This is the podcast about communication. <laughs> All right. So, kids, we're gonna move on. You tied a nice button on that section. We are coming back in the second half to talk about more spicy, spicy topics. For now. We have a precious Am I the Asshole for us, and this one is entitled Am I the Asshole for Refusing to Dye My Hair Black? So, I'm female, 18, in a, in a hair school. I express myself with dyeing my hair all sorts of colors. Currently, it's purple. My dad doesn't care as long as I'm happy. He's happy, though. His family, on the other hand, gets livid because of my hair, and we all live together. My uncle wants me to dye my hair black. He even took my house keys over this. He told me that if I don't dye my hair, he will kick me out. My aunt keeps coming to me, starting arguments, saying how my opinions and comfort don't matter, and my uncle dislikes my hair and hates seeing my hair colorful. I keep telling her no because it's my hair and it's my body, and in the end, the world doesn't revolve around my unky. Why should I care if he dislikes my hair color? FYI, they don't own the house. My dad does, and my dad is the only one who pays the bills. So, am I the asshole for refusing to dye my hair black? So, can I edit. get a... Um, uh, no, edit. Uh, edit number two is that they are North Indian. They are of a North Indian descent. So, can I get a, a resounding and, like, no here? Uh, ready? No. One, two, three... Fucking Bailey, god damn it. (laughs) Do it again, do it again, do it again. One, two, three. No. No. There you go. go. Fucking fucking numbers are hard. You're going to elaborate? I thought you had a story point to add here, Buck. Oh, yeah. I do. And no, uh, did, nah, um, uh, no, because this, uh, if the mom and, if the dad pays for the house, um, and the uncle, why does he care? First of all, why does the uncle care? It's not their kid. Actually, I do care. I actually, I I can relate to this because my uncle has an <laughs> issue with both of of my ta- tattoos, but my dad doesn't. He has an issue whenever he comes through. He's like, why'd you get those tattoos? They look dumb. I was like, okay. Uh, but I can relate to this to a degree. But at the same time, it's not their kid. Regardless if they live in the same house, I can relate to that too because in Pakistan I did live in the same house with my cousins and and uncles, and that was people seem to just because it you're in one house, therefore you're family. You got to follow the rules. 
Only issue, it's the dad's house. He, he sets the rules. And if his daughter wants to have a uh, hair color change, letter hair color, and it's, he, he can deal, he can punish her or not punish her. It's his, even, uh, the You're mother. still walking a tricky line there, fam. You're still walking a tricky line. What tricky What's line? tricky line? Am I getting ahead of it? Is it because it's still, because, is it still right, though, for a parent to tell their kid they can or can't dye their hair? That's oh. the tricky line. Yeah, they I can do what, about that. I mean, if if a parent like again, like it's their parent at the end of the day. They, I'm I'm not going to tell a parent to to tell the, a parent how 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 to raise their kid. It's their own decision. What they do is well, what they do. Hair or okay. no hair, it doesn't. It, it's not. That's not what, what really matters to me. It's the matters that like there's other people saying it yeah. on behalf okay. of the parents. That okay, okay. what I don't un, un, understand. So. Uh, clearly, the dad is cool with her dyeing her hair, and that's the only thing that sh- should matter. If anything, the aunt and the uncle should, you know, move out if they're against this. They should move out. So, sorry. No, it's it's good. Um, <laughs> I have had this direct experience. Um, I went to hair school, and I've been dyeing. Well, I was. I've stopped, but um, I've been dyeing my hair pink since high school. So. Um, I, and it wasn't just pink. I did all different kinds of color. I, I expressed myself very much so through my hair. Um, also I, I'm a very, like, I I express myself how I want to express myself and I really don't give a shit what anybody thinks or says about what I look like. I've very much always been that way. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been very lucky that my mom was very supportive of my individuality and my ability to just be who I wanted to be and present how I wanted to present. So I don't think anybody has the right to tell a child to express themselves. And, you know, so I used to always have people, like parents would always ask me when I worked in the salon, they would always say, you know, like, how does your mom feel about your hair? And then I'd be like, why does my mom's opinion on my hair matter? I'm confused. At that time, I was an adult, right? I'm like, I pay my, I, I literally, I work a job. I make money and pay my own bills. I live on my own. Why does my mom's opinion on my hair matter? Um, and I had the whole, like, my older family members and, and like, I guess other generation of family members complain about what I looked like. And I just remember always being to them, like, would you rather me be miserable or express myself how I want to be? And like, look how I want to look. And I think one thing that people used to say to me all the time is to be like, it was always like, oh, my daughter saw your hair and she wants pink hair. But I'm so afraid to say, oh, yeah, you can have the pink hair because what if it never goes away? Or they would always ask me these like questions, like just whatever questions. And my response is and always will be to parents with young children and you are fighting them specifically on fucking hair color like of all things which literally can be changed and can grow back it's don't be a drama queen but whenever parents ask me about that i always say to them it's better to have a 12 to 17 year old with pink hair than to be like almost 30 with pink hair so it's really up to you oh, let your kid get it out of their system because i would always say let your kids get it out of their system is what I was trying to say. Okay. Because they would always they they would always look at me and I'd be like, "Well, I'm almost 
I'm still dyeing my hair pink because my mom didn't let me do it until I was in high school. If mm. she had let me do it when I was 12 or 13, 13 I would be over it by now, but yeah, I'm not. I've been, I've been wondering <laughs> Plus that. Plus, it was also it's, my... Because mm. it's such a social trend now for everyone to dye their hair. It's like everyone's just fucking doing it all of a sudden. And it's like, I think yeah. it's just yeah. because everyone always wanted to. It's and a all trendy of a sudden, thing. it's socially acceptable. Yeah. Okay, but notice the notice the trend of the age of the people who, who yes. have been doing it and yeah. making it more normal, right? It's people between the ages of twenty five to thirty five. Mm-hmm. It's it's that's the generation. Too. Okay, Bailey. <laughs> it's the generation you, you that normalized zoomers, it. You, the zoomers don't dye their hair. You zoomers mean do that. Young people or older people. Zoomers, zoomers. like Gen Z, so old, younger than yeah, us. Yeah, of course they do, but they can thank us, the older generation who bullied our parents into having to deal with it because right because we 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 started the trend you know like we made it acceptable we made it okay you know because i remember there was one time when i was kind of in between jobs and this was before i started working at the salon after i finished hair school and i went to a local business i'm not going to say the name but i went Mm -hmm. and applied for a job there and at the time my hair was still pink and I went for the job interview. She loved me. I was way overqualified for the position, but I just needed something. Are you going to go with it? I think you cut out. Oh. Okay. So, wine mom just needed we something. We had a great She's interview. Gonna... What? Okay, there, there she is. There you go. You came back. You come... We missed everything. It just you, you got you wanted a job and you got to the okay. interview. So, I had the interview. I was overqualified for the job. The next day she called me and she was like, we absolutely loved you. So, so great for the job, blah, 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 blah. But can you dye your hair normal for the job? And I literally, I needed this job. I'm going to tell you guys, I needed this job more than anything because I was in a weird transition phase and I needed the job. And I decided in that moment that I was going to be true to myself. And I just said to her, I said, look, if you think that my hair color disqualifies me, disqualifies me for a job that I'm overqualified for, then I'm sorry you're going to lose out on this opportunity because I yes. will not be changing my hair color for a job. Who do you think got the job? I got the job. <laughs> and I worked there with my pink hair. And nobody said yeah. anything to me. It's like this weird, like, because, like, like, okay, so, like, on tattoos, for example, like, mm-hmm. I know certain jobs still to this day are like, oh, blah, blah. Yeah. You can't really have, you can't really sh- uh, be showing tattoos uh, and stuff. But even that, I don't understand because it's, I, I get it, it's not professional, but at the same time, everybody has at least one tattoo. Mm-hmm. I don't think people who are going into your store and, like, like looking for a tattoo be like, yeah, I don't want this person uh so or like i don't want to work with this person because they have a tattoo i don't think that's their mindset like i do understand the corporate like decorum and stuff like that i do understand that but at the same time the world is sort of shifting where like pink hair tattoos piercings are like everybody has them what's the point of like being like oh you can't have it because it's not professionalism. I, yeah. 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 The, 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 the distinct shift from my personal perspective was being a uh, server. It, like, very quickly shifted in my lifetime from, like, you got to wear a pressed shirt and pressed pants and you'll get sent home if you don't have it to, like, 
sew up in a fucking blue jeans and whatever, show your tattoos, we don't care no more. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll have your piercings. It's like, what the fuck happened? I used to have to wear dress shoes here. <laughs> it's true. I just, like, the way that... So once my my mom kind of understood why I was doing what I was doing and trying to express myself, it just got to the point where it's like she started to understand that, like, this is this is what I needed to do to feel comfortable in my body, that I needed to express myself. Because, you know, I have red hair naturally, and maybe a lot of people think that that's great, and a lot of people, you know, romanticize it or over-sexualize red hair. Whatever. Cool. You guys like it. I don't. And so my whole life, I hated my hair. And I always wanted to dye it black or, or just I wanted it not to be red. Mm-hmm. And so... It was very, very important for me to be able to change my hair color. And when I changed it pink, it was like I was the one time I felt like me. Now I'm I'm older, I've embraced my red hair a lot more. I like it more than I did. But back then, like it was important for me to like be able to feel like myself and differentiate mm-hmm. myself from the personality or from the preconceived notions based on my hair color at that time, anyway. So it was nice to express myself. That's really cute. And I'm very happy to hear that. That's really cool that you found value through your hair. I Mm -hmm. I appreciate that a lot. I don't know why I got it. I feel like such a degenerate when you tell that tale. Because I dyed my hair a whole bunch as a kid. And it was like, I just really wanted to. I always had this want to like stand out. I would not like stand out. Mm -hmm. But I wanted like not. My hair sucks. My hair is just this big fucking... I He's can't do it. I can't queen. get a cool haircut. Literally has the nicest hair. Yeah, but it doesn't it. go into no fucking trendy styles. Because you don't take care of it properly. But in the, no, 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 I can't look you at this. You don't listen to so me. So in the era, in the era of like skaters and Justin Bieber. That yeah. everyone has floopies. Mez can't do no floopies. There's no floopy Bro, you hair. you had a mohawk. Here. You had the coolest hair So that's hair what in I did. Yeah, exactly. So I dyed it, but I didn't have like the inspirational where it's like I'm going to dye my hair to find my identity and feel. Yeah, like, like, like I want I've, to dye my hair red because it's fucking dope. <laughs> literally, like there was only reason I didn't dye my hair, but like the only reason why I got like a pier- like I had piercings in high school and I got a tattoo because they look fucking cool. I was going to get snake bites because my favorite uh, guitarist at the time. You had a brow piercing. A... Can you tell me about that? Get a brow and, and a nose one too. Um, but I, no, I had an ear ear oh, piercing. Okay. Like I stretched out my ear, so I had I had zeros. Me too, dude. In in the disc, one of my emojis that y'all y'all have hijacked is fucking uh, the the one that has my ears uh, the yeah. stretched. So I did it because it was cool. And then in hindsight, I was like, no, that shit's like okay. To me, it's piercings. Ear piercings are kind of lame now to me, but y- y'all be your own, own thing uh because there's some maintenance because the reason why i, I took mine out because i woke up one day and one was missing i said F- fuck it i'm i'm done I'm tired <laughs> of, 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 of this and, but my tattoo i'm slowly thinking unless like it doesn't like i'm I, i'm not getting more any anytime soon but like the tattoos kind of mean something to me yeah. i put some effort mm-hmm. into them but at the same time i got my first tattoo because it was cool so well, you're deep, and then there's me. Yeah, I mean, I, my ta- I have 
when it comes to tattoos, I feel like people should just get whatever they want. I don't think tattoos need to have meaning or be super important. I think like if you want to get a piece of art on your body, like just do that. But I think the biggest takeaway, right, to like kind of wrap this all up and come back to the the conversation that the that the post was trying to have is it like <laughs> it's I know playing with his hair. Um, <laughs> it's weirdo behavior for anyone to opinion on somebody's body and appearance of their like how they want their bodies to look and that's Mm -hmm. even something so simple as their hair color is like don't be a fucking weirdo mind your own business let people express themselves because you clearly express yourself and however Mm -hmm. you feel comfortable like allow other people to be fucking weird bro who cares yeah but at the same same time I just remembered I agree with both of your things I agree but at the same time this person is from the uh where's this person from uh north she's north indian or they're north north, yeah. north indian so at the same time we have to understand the cultural the cultural difference yeah i know the, the differences because you yeah i you guys are right actually like if i assume this person lives here or like here but in in north yeah. america and they're adapting north american values but like sure you can adapt north american values and also keep yours but that doesn't mean you have to like not have because colored hair doesn't change anything it's no. coloring hair it That's literally it, can change it, you it can, can cut change, it off yeah. like don't and the drama. best part okay. i'm gonna give you if you're any colored people watching our thing i'm gonna tell you spoiler alert or not a spoiler alert, but like a little bit of a cheat sheet uh, a hack a hack that's it um you can get a tattoo piercing or dye your hair but also keep the the values that are important to you mm-hmm. who knew right they're um, not mutually exclusive they're not mutually exclusive like i got a tattoo i i've tattoos and i still don't okay i'm not a good example but i i know <laughs> i know people who have gotten tattoos and piercings and they don't drink they don't eat pork they pray five times a day and stuff so better than me but like you can be yourself and also hold things that are important to you from where you came from as as long as you want to Mm -hmm. it's a personal choice and i'm sure the dad understands because the dad clearly doesn't care care, right it as, at least at least this person is dying their hair they're not doing something more detrimental the, the dying I, hair yeah i will say i am curious if the uncle is the dad's older brother and that's uh, why he's been allowed is. to behave that way uh, because i would have drop kicked him along <laughs> my, my, my uncle is my dad's older brother and okay so that's why like, he opens his yeah. mouth makes sense yeah i mean it's weird my uncle treats me like this oh he's gonna see this but uh um, love you uh, uncle my yeah, uncle treats my... me like 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 the uncle oh like the son he has never had so yeah. he kind of like kind of like uh sees my so tattoos it's out of as, love it's, it's out of love and it's like oh god this is my one when, when i went to the wedding in chicago i just wore a long sleeve shirt the entire time avoid mm. that confrontation because like, i don't want to deal with it my yeah. sister had a is way more she's more co- confronty than i am so she was i'm gonna wear a t-shirt all the time now no 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 <laughs> okay. so next Sorry. segment bam 
Next segment, we're talking about the spicy stuff right now, kiddos. Oh, here we go. Producer Bebe's stepping in here, and we're recharging the topics, okay, kids? So, what are things that you can do to make it enjoyable for the other person when you're getting down as well, and for you at the same time? If you're not into something like they are and vice versa, how do you discuss that without vice putting them... Versa. Yeah, that's Work how you're boy. supposed to say it. And vice versa. <laughs> it's vice versa. That's how you're supposed to say it. All right, all right, all right. Yo, all right. you went to journalism college with me. <laughs> how you discuss... So, we had the big talk about having communication, right? So, the next step is that you guys may be getting into some tricky situations or tricky roles, right? So, as you're having these conversations... How do you find compromise of a middle ground that is enjoyable? And I'm going to give a fucking wild example so that we can reel it in after, right? So, as Ross <laughs> pointed out earlier, is what if, like, your partner wants you to cosplay as, like, a goofy little anime character, right? Oh, okay. But that may not be something that you're into, Right? How do you have that discussion to find a middle ground of like, I don't really want to cosplay as uh, a, a Gundam pilot to have sex with you, but you know what? If that gets your jiggy going, then could we try X? You know what I mean? Hmm. Compromise? But yeah, how do you have so, that? Okay, so you're asking how do you have that conversation of like... Yeah. The I like because it could get wild like that. You I know? know you don't like this, but can we try it? Kind of deal. Yeah. Or how do you? Yeah. Or how? Where's your line? Because you also have to find that middle ground line of is there? Mm. What if? What if you don't want to try it? And that's okay. See, that's a really yeah. That's really hard. Um, personally, if my partner really thing, I would probably within certain parameters, I would probably try at least once to give them what they want, right? Mm -hmm. Just because you never yeah. know, it might be something you're into if you just give it a try. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But also, again, like that comes down to if you have hard no's, then it's a hard no. And the conversation mm -hmm. is quite simply, I yeah. love you and I respect you, but I'm not doing the hard no. I'm sorry, you know? This... Because that could be any, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that could be any number of things, right? Because it could be adding a part to the to the relationship it could mm -hmm. be opening the relationship it could be um maybe doing a specific act that you don't like or again it could be cosplay right it it, it could be maybe i don't know you want to do it in a different place like outside or something right like and like the swamp your hard nose Okay. All of you Fuck go you. and cry. I'm saying I'm saying I swear. Listen, I'm, I'm going to break the third wall right now. I know whose fault that was. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway. You guys, come on. We're trying to have a mature discussion. You guys are being immature. Sorry, sorry. Oh my gosh! How are you guys <laughs> supposed to give advice on sex if you guys can't stop giggling about Shrek memes? That's why you're here. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> my point insane. is, try if if you feel comfortable enough, try it. You might like it. Be aware of your hard nose. And again, like just say to your partner, like like it was said, like I know you want to do this thing, 
can we maybe watch it instead of do it together yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. try and yeah. encourage other ways to bring it into the room maybe and get because i feel like okay well i feel like of... sorry go ahead I'm, I keep going. I'm just going to add a small anecdote that I agree. And I think sharing media is a great way to break the ice, whether it be articles yes. or videos. If you're like, yeah, well, I don't know. It's like, well, do you want to maybe see this? I kind of like it because of this. Yeah. Hey, honey, do you see the massive honkers on this anime? I just paid $5 for the Zen FC. Do you see how pretty it is? <laughs> listen, listen here, babe. We'll be millionaires in like ten, in like twenty years. <laughs> no, but to, to, in yeah. all honesty, though, th to Bailey's point, highlighting the specifics of what it is about that thing that they mm. like. So yeah. again, like if it comes to a, like a weird anime cosplay, because that's the thing you guys brought up. Let's go with it, right? Let's say your significant other really likes this weird anime cosplay. If you ask them what specific things about this do you like that I could incorporate into something that I like so that we both like it, right? Yeah. yeah. That is a good way to kind of find a compromise, yeah. appeal maybe to the thing that they want the most out of whatever fantasy they're trying to create, and be yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, and, and this con, I don't know why, but... This conversation. No, no, no. You guys wanted should... to have this conversation, and then got all chickeny about it. No, For... I'm not. I'm Turned trying to laugh. At... I'm laughing. I'm trying giggles. to imagine all of the individual specific. I, 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 I'm going to say the word fetishes of mm -hmm. like of like anime characters. So he's like giggling. I was like, oh, what if like what are the compromises? It's like I want you to speak in that really squeaky voice. <laughs> oh my I god. I mean that could dude. it could be something so yeah. simple as that. I know, I know. So that's why I was like, being a child and giggling at all those uh -huh. options. Like um like yeah, like this like this if you're gonna follow marching into madness's template about how to talk about the the dude. Um this conversation that we're on now should happen after the one that uh you like you establish your boundaries right you should yes. be talking about this mm -hmm. afterwards because like you want to talk about what y'all what y'all are gonna do in that uh, boundary and then say okay so this is what i like but let's put let's this bring in, it in this let's bring yeah. it in start bringing things in and then again like a game rant article it, it becomes easy for it becomes easier, more fluid for you, I guess. I mean, more frames per second. Sorry. I think the, no, it's okay because I think the big thing is like when it comes to to sex, like because I I try to have these conversations because I'm all, I'm very nosy, so I have a lot of these conversations with my girlfriends just because I'm curious like what the general experience is, and because I'm definitely like if I'm sleeping with somebody. We're going to talk about everything because I need to know what I'm getting into with you. Like, that's just how I am because I'm very, I'm very anxious type person. And <clears throat> I'm also a people pleaser. So I like to know as much as possible and be prepared, but still be able to have a good time. So I, I like to be yeah. aware of things. Right. But it's like, it's so taboo. No, but I'm saying, like, we, as people, like, we've made all these other things about sex so taboo, even though they're literally normal. 
like i i've had it i had a conversation with one of my girlfriends we were out shopping and she made some joke or i can't remember there was some joke was made about dressing up during sex right like wearing like little costumes or something and i was like oh yeah that's totally cute like whatever if that's what they're into like whatever you get to buy a cute Mm -hmm. outfit and get whatever that's great time and she was like oh yeah get boned and she was like oh yeah like my partner (laughs) likes that and i was like shit bro cool so like you know you're getting some cute little elves you know what i mean like people yeah. make it taboo and uncomfortable and it's like mm. maybe it's fun to dress up i don't know as sailor moon or something you know what yeah. i mean like maybe people yeah. want to have a good t- maybe they want to fuck their childhood anime character that they loved who gives a shit yeah you're right like more often than not it applies to like funny enough good job with the am i the asshole the same of like who gives a shit at the end of the day it's like if you're hesitant about yeah. it because of any stigma or prejudices, then you're already approaching your sex life from I the mean, wrong perspective. I mean, you can learn and grow and adapt because, like, again, like you okay. have to like have these these conversations to like talk like like what we are. Like, okay, if you if you I'm are sure. uncomfortable with certain things. You and your partner can talk about it and talk yeah. about why it's uncomfortable, and then slowly, maybe you may come to the to the realization that maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe maybe society has put that in my head that doing it this doing this way is weird, but in reality, it's just them being not comfortable with something that yes. they don't fully un- understand. So just again, talking about it is is always a good medicine. You're right, uh-huh. and like I know because we keep talking about the dress up thing. I just want to say something that I was just, I was just talking about this the other day and I'm thinking about it now. Mm. What is the difference in choosing to dress up before engaging in a sexual activity versus going out on Halloween dressed up as a character and engaging in sexual activity? Because we all know, we all know Halloween is an excuse to have sex while dressed up. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna say one is the intent to get candy and the other one is the intent to you know bang. Other candy. Other candy. Inside private door closed candy. I guess. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But I I I guess if everyone is on the same (laughs) horn dog page as you, that Halloween is. Oh Christ. Dude, I want her. Really gonna come for just me like that? You think? I'm on. You think Raza? You think Halloween is Bone Town? Yes. Literally, yes. Halloween Adults do. Hello. Have you ever done Halloween adult before? costumes? Look at it. Go, Bailey, go too, on I've your computer right now and Google it. I guess so you because are every a Halloween. Liar. Yeah, you are wow. because you are you, this motherfucker. Come on. Dom or Dom, Don, Don. He dominated. I, I, I was a ton. I was a good boy. I was in charge of all the first a year students. Boy. Literally not the having nastiest fun. boy here. Okay. But anyway, no, I. Look at the costumes. Look at the Halloween costumes and tell me that it's not for sex. I guess it is all for sex. That was a dumb question. I guess it's all for sex. It's It's, it's a major component of it. Accepted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like like people, like I know me and and my. Don't shame. Don't shink shame, but me and and my and the one girl I I've, I was seeing not too long ago, we made a, a deal to be like, let's dress up, and I yeah. was just like, I'll be Donatello, you can be something hot. You be I pizza. Ninja, I was a Ninja Turtle for how? Uh, I like it. I'm into it. One year. Yeah, what did you <laughs> bring? Did you bring a surprise pizza? Did you deliver a pizza? Yeah. 
You deliver a hot and spicy pizza. You like this pizza? extra sausage? You like this yeah. pizza? I get it. I got it. I get it. You need some I extra cheese? I can oh. add some extra cheese for you. Really? Ew! Do you want to have an extra small pizza? Because that's what I can give you. Raza, do not make me mad right now. This is not the place. <laughs> no, but like, uh, I've, I'm going to say, oh no, no, nothing serious. I should have just dressed up as like the green or the blue M&M. Oh, I was the green goblin. Oh. The green Fuck you. Stop smacking your cup, fam. No. No, I'm not because you, you you said that. Anyways, <laughs> the point is um, to have conversations around sex. Stop being so weird about it. We're all doing it. You might as well talk about it. Yeah, you know yeah. You no, know I'm saying no. I agree. As as the one with the many wacky relationship dynamics, I definitely very much concur. It's just all about talking about those details so you can find compromises because, yeah, sometimes mm -hmm. someone's going to ask you to dress up as Sailor Moon and maybe you're not down with that, but maybe, you know, I can spank you with a wand. Anyways, this guy's blocked from the chat. <laughs> I know. Fucking, we have like, to talk about Bailey afterwards. Like, what is you know before we get, I was thinking about this, how I treat X is like Okay, so have y'all seen Black Panther? No. Okay. Well, there's a uh, there's a whole thing in Black Panther where Black Panther has to fight for the throne, and if he become if he he wins, he becomes a king of Wakanda. So I look at my whole sexual thing as like mm -hmm. we're f f fighting for roles because it's our most primal. In our most primal things. So what? What better way to to assert dominance or to assert or to show that you're not dominant by doing it that way? Nine times out of ten, I lose, but it's okay. Um, but it's a good way to show how the person acts. It's a good way to show how uh, uh, like a person true self because then you, you you can gauge the relationship that way. So if I treat the sexual act, like a UFC fight, I will oh ultimately see what is going on with them. And then, of course, because relationships change, people change, you can ultimately change roles and things will change over time. And it's worked out for me. I just treat it like a battle for the throne and it works out for me. But I'm on bottom, so I don't really... Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. So, wine mom, Raza's got a good I lose most of the time. We got a good tweet of the week. Tweet yeah, Raza gets week. pinned. Raza gets pinned quite easily, you know. It's easy. <laughs> oh, like, oh, no. How would you oh, know, oh. Bailey? Oh no. Yeah, how do you you know, Bailey? I I how am an investor. Oh, Game of Game Bones. <laughs> um, so exposed today. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead, Bailey. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Set up for Wine Mom. I had her in mind. On, I, I, it's on I, screen I now, and it reads, "Ah, fuck. We have to put a vegetarian option on the menu." Mm, I don't know what the fuck to give them. Um, okay, they probably want to eat one gigantic mushroom with a knife and a fork. <laughs> 30, 131,000 likes, by the way. But that's the, tr that's the truth. <laughs> Have you ever gone to a restaurant and asked them, like a non-vegetarian vegan restaurant, and asked what that option yeah. is? It's, it's usually a, a steamed potato. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's usually some wax shit. Bro. Yeah. 
in in Pakistan, we're like because my sister's a vegan, uh, and Pakistanis think they have one diet pathway and just mm-hmm. have meat and everything. Mm-hmm. So whenever my sister would go to a restaurant, she's like, "Do you have any vegetarian?" I was just like, uh, "And the guy would be like, uh, here's like four salads you you, you could pick from. Ugh. That's it." <laughs> God, <laughs> like very limited there, but no, that's I, I thought of you all the wine, mom. It's the truth, though. It's the truth. Right. But I will say, in Canada, it's much better now. You, you There's vegan options and vegetarian options. And there's the, uh, vegan-exclusive restaurants, too. So many. Yeah, and so you, many. Can eat, you can eat really good vegan diet at Taco Bell. Nobody eat at Taco Bell. <laughs> nobody at Taco Bell. Yeah, nobody at Taco Bell. It is just the earth. <laughs> it's not really vegan. It's, it's more, like, mixed in with the meat stuff. Billy's talking about, like, taking... The lettuce from the tomato from the tacos, be like that—that's it. Okay. Uh, just refried beans, just one fucking tort, just beans, and just hog it in the face. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, uh, dying, yeah. So, kids, uh, uh, it was great having you. It was great having you. We appreciate you. As you know, this is our podcast where we record it live. If you're tuning in live, thank you. If not, what are you doing? Uh, and you need to download the podcast on Spotify, okay? You can catch us here on Mondays at 6, closer to 6.30, because we usually are very bad at scheduling. Uh, Wednesdays, I fuck around on Twitch, and Fridays, me and Marza... Fuck. (laughs) ...while playing Battlefield. It's quite the stream. It's really unique. Wild playing Battlefield. It's it's a new category. We've been really working on our coordination. (laughs) It's called multitasking. Let's close the podcast out because y'all get nasty. And and money shots. So. Okay, that's enough. Yes, the Thank you again for watching us badly talk about these these topics. You can follow us on Twitch. Marching into madness. All one word, no space. On the gram, marching underscore into underscore madness. And on Patreon at patreon.com slash marching into madness. And again, on Le Discord A at marching into madness. Join us and Bailey will pay you 10 whole Canadian dollars. (laughs) You can follow Whitey (laughs) at... Harley <laughs> underscore me- media on the Insta. You must definitely follow the life of our of our whole podcast, Wine Mom at X Wine Mom X because the year's two thousand and two, and we still have have the X in our names. And me, your favorite uh, brown boy at underscore r dot r Malik on underscore. Thank you for the third time. We love you. Drink some milk and be healthy. Remember, kids, say no to school and yes to (laughs) (laughs) It's like such bad advice. It's like here we put this well-formulated podcast together with good insight on facts and truth and political points and social issues. Don't go to school, dude. (laughs) Oh, God. 
<laughs> Bailey looks like she shouldn't be near school after saying that. <laughs> was like, Bailey listens to me say the sentence, and he goes, mm, "Maybe I should say my sentence now." 